When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. On today's episode of the Bolts broadcast, Chase loves fantasy sports. Stay tuned. Season 4, episode 26 of the Bolts broadcast. Mike Mitchelson and Chase Crawshaw with you today. Chase, how are you on this lovely Sunday evening? Currently, I'm I'm just perfectly fine. Was doing much better earlier in the day. Um, but, you know, right now I'm just kind of hanging out. How are you? Um, I wish I wish I was better right now. Uh, today, just this like weird fog has come over me where I've got like congestion in my chest and I'm coughing a lot, coughing up mucus and I know that's not what you want to hear, um, but overall kind of just feeling out of it. I had to take a COVID test today because I always hear like the mucus in the chest is like what COVID is. So I took one, but I'm negative. So I'm not sure what, what I've got going on, but feeling a little bit out of it. But the outside of my actual like feelings, feeling my body presence, like outside of that, it's been a pretty good day. I got to see my Bengals win. Uh, nothing to do with fantasy because either I'm eliminated or I have a buy. So there's no other option. I'm not in any wild card games. Um, same can't be said for you though. No, it cannot. And you know, the day started off good. Lions got a win. Um, and you know, a nice kind of comeback fashion that it was cool to see. And I was feeling all right. You know, it was, it was kind of tough in some fancy matchups. Like, oh, you know, right now things are look a little bleak, but there's still a lot of time left. There's some optimism. And then, you know, it it's to, to quote Goon, well, it's pretty much the shitter because my, you know, my one dynasty league where I thought I built a super team in the offseason fell completely apart. Another dynasty league where I built a super team in the season completely fell apart. And it's just, it's very frustrating. I put a lot of work in those teams. I have a lot of money on the line in those teams. And they just both horribly underperformed, you know, especially in the league that you run. Luckily, James Conner is the one that saved the day for me because every other player who's played on my team, the only one that hasn't played is Saquon. Every other player who has played did not even come close to reaching their projection, except for James Conner ended up getting over it. So it, it was it was just very tough go and league where I was averaging about 140 points a week. I currently set a 74th only take one left. It's just could have gone worse. And for those of you that want to just hear how OP Chase's team was in my dynasty league, P 
people at the beginning, middle, and at the deadline of this season refuse to trade, refuse to give up future future assets for current players because they said it would not help them beat Chase's team. They thought Chase's team was such a superpower that there was zero chance he wasn't winning the championship, and so they just refused to make any trades. That's how OP this team was, and sure enough, the fantasy the fantasy gods not on your side. It They never seem to work out for anyone except for that team that barely snuck into playoffs and somehow goes on a miracle run. Yeah, that's exactly it, dude. It, it sucks. Like, I my team was so strong. I started off, you know, really well. Dropped dropped a game or two of nothing crazy. Still, still went eleven and three, which I should have, you know, had a better record. Didn't get the buy, but of course, we don't get the buy. I get pummeled. Next week, I'm going to put up 190 points. I'm already ready for it. And you know, whoever the sixth seed is in this league, I already know that they're gonna they're gonna end up winning this. And honestly, I, I hope they do. Um, I think the sixth seed is. Let's see who it is currently. It is our. Oh, don't never mind. I lied. Not the sixth seed. He kick rocks. He just beat me. So the fifth seed. I guess we're going for Giuseppe here. Okay. Uh, go to Giuseppe. Oh wait, no, 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 no. Cam's still in. I, I'm going to root for Cam because yeah. everyone thought his team was going to be ass, and all of a sudden he got a buy. Yeah, and I love that everyone just trashes Cam. Like even when we're voting on stuff in the league, people are like, "Oh, Cam probably didn't check." They think he is so out of the fantasy landscape, but you and I, who talk to Cam often, know that that is the furthest from the truth. And Correct. Uh, really hoping to see him have some success in this one. But uh, any future um, possibilities with any teams out there, Chase? What do you mean? For the rest of this year, like you got any more playoff hopes or? Oh, I, so the one where where I had built another soup like superpower and it's falling apart. It's actually kind of two that happen like that. One of them's a free league. It doesn't matter really. Like I not that big of a deal. I just joined it because they needed a body and I had a wagon of a team. Then the second Lamar got hurt. I had like four other guys go down with injury and then Jonathan Taylor got hurt as well this week. So I'm in, in double digits again when that league is consistently in like the 140 for 150 range for my team. So that one's gone. But the other league where things are looking pretty grim, I have Aaron Jones, Darius Slayton left. They need to score 35 points combined. You know, not feeling great about it, but it's not impossible. And then I've got one league where I have another really strong um, dynasty team that, you know, I, I would I would say is a safe bet to win the championship. And then, you know, my league, if it wasn't for me being the commissioner, I think I would win. But since I'm the commissioner, the commissioner can't win their own league. So I'd probably lose somewhere. Well, until next year when I win my own league. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I As you learned with doesn't matter how good your team is, it, it, you're going to lose. It just doesn't matter, Mike. I mean, my team is pretty bad this year, and I've won a lot. <laughs> yeah, so now that your team's going to be good, you're going to lose a lot. Maybe. Could be the case. And I do think it's funny because looking at Johnny's Dynasty League, uh, my first year in the league, I made it um, to the championship and lost in the championship. But I think I was only 7-7 seven and seven or 8-6. and six. But that just kind of proves that the you know team that barely sneaks in they seem to find that luck, and I was so close. And ever since then, I've had fantastic teams, and they've all fallen way too short. So uh, as of today, Chase and I are happy to announce that we are resigning from every fantasy football league we're a part of. Right, Chase? 
You know what's really funny? I took over two um, Dynasty teams like five days ago. Yeah, you can resign still. <laughs> I think they'd be a little unhappy. <laughs> All right, maybe not. Anyways, let's talk about some hockey. Let's do that hockey, shall we? Yeah, let's do that hockey. And obviously, that starts with your Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, this is a team that maybe didn't have the hottest start, but as of recent, been playing a lot better. Just had a big win on Thursday as well as Saturday over Columbus and the Montreal Canadiens. We'll start with that game against the Blue Jackets, Chase. This one, I mean, wasn't the closest. No, it it really wasn't. 4-1 final is, I'm sure a lot of you listeners should know. I, I've, I talked about it going on the team. Columbus, they're just not a very good team. They're really beating up. They're missing some of their better players. They're really in that kind of Bernard sweepstakes, and it kind of shows why they're in the kind of Bernard sweepstakes because they suck. They're they're just terrible. Kind of feel bad for their fans. I mean, really, their only playoff series win was that very dreadful one against us that seems to get brought up way too often on the show. But we're gonna move on from it at that point. So they just they do horrible in the playoffs. They never really have super strong teams, and it's just another year where that's happening. So they really need to get kind of Bernard. Hopefully, rejuvenate some things. But it was a good game for Brandon Hagel. Um, it was cool to see him, you know, play relatively well. Got a couple goals. Uh, Brain Point is obviously one of our studs. He, you know, he, he played great in this game too. Um, oh, you know, overall, it was a nice, nice, valiant effort by the boys. Yeah, and we talked about how these next two games against Columbus and Montreal, a great point for this Tampa Bay Lightning to really start rolling, really get on that win streak and keep her moving. And that's exactly what happened because the Montreal game. Again, not a very close one. Neither of these teams are great, whereas Tampa, they are a great team, and they've showed that with a 4-1 victory over Columbus and now on Saturday, a 5-1 victory over Montreal. Yeah, and it, it was good. We got to see Anthony Sorelli score uh, his first goal since coming back from injury, so that, that was cool to see. We got to see an armor jack eye Patty Maroon fight, so that that's always fun. Um, yeah, that, that, that jack eye. Kid, he, you know, he might not be very good at hockey, but, but he is he is a fun fun guy to watch in terms of the hitting and fighting you know, that he brings to the game. But another another solid outing from Brandon Hagel, another another two goal game. Our kind of depth players were looking way better in this. Nick Paul was able to get on the board, and it's a really strong sign because this you know some of the problems we had, even though we had the depth like last year, it wasn't always stepping quite up to the plate offensively. You know they they did their job defensively, but you still need that depth scoring. You still need a little bit of offense coming from a little bit lower in your lineup and it's starting to show a lot more as we go on through the year. So I, I really think it's making a big difference. And as long as we keep heading that way, I think we're going to be just fine. Yeah. And you mentioned his name a bunch already. Brandon Hagel, he had six points over these last two games, four goals to assist. This was a guy that we talked about in the off season as potentially the most disappointing player throughout uh, you know, the, the playoffs and post trade deadline on this Tampa team. This was a guy that we gave up a lot of uh, capital for at the trade deadline last year, and it didn't really work out. We knew he had longer than one year on his contract, so he's going to be back this year and hopefully could find his footing again like he had in Chicago. It seems like he's really starting to get there. Six points in the last two games is absolutely fantastic. And now with 12 goals on the season, really like to see what we're getting out of Brandon Hagel right now. Yeah, I, I agree 1,000%. Hopefully he can kind of keep it rolling because it really was a hefty price tag that we gave up. But as a young player on a solid contract, I think we'll be able to re-sign him when the time comes at a pretty 
pretty solid rate too. So hopefully he can just keep rolling. And that puts Tampa on a five-game win streak. We now head to Toronto on Tuesday. Toronto, we know, a very talented team. William Nylander, Mitch Marner, John Tavares, Austin Matthews. They just have a plethora of talented guys. They've been good, especially in their last 10. They're sitting 7-2-1. and one. We're sitting 8-2-0. and oh. This is going to be a fun game to watch. It's really funny looking at, like, you know, the kind of game preview the players to watch, seeing that Connor Timmons is leading us this guy in the last five games, six assists. A guy that really was not working out too well in Arizona, but I saw a little bit more footing in Toronto. So it's cool to see because I did like Connor Timmons a lot as a prospect. But this one's not going to be a cakewalk like the other two. It's going to be a, t- a tough matchup, tough opponent. Austin Matthews is a certified stud, in case you are unaware. He is currently the best American in the National Hockey League, maybe the best American player to ever do it already. He he's just he's incredible. And it's it's just such a hard player to stop. So hopefully, you know, the Lightning can do their best to mitigate the risk that you know that he brings. Already got 16 goals on the year. Uh, we'll have to see. But uh, Mitch Barner is kind of the surprise here of, of the team. We all we all know how good Mitch Barner is. But that giant point streak he went on, it was truly remarkable, incredible. Hats off to him. Did come to an end, but he he was rolling. And I think he's going to be a little upset that it came to an end. He's going to keep trying to, you know, replicate what he was doing, kind of pick up the, the speed again. So this is not going to be an easy game. Um, I'm looking forward to it, though. It should be a pretty fun one. And our first game against Toronto was just over two weeks ago. We were able to seal the deal 4-3, to three, a very close game. It's going to be another one of those. And I know Chase and I, we talked about it the last time we previewed this matchup, but the goaltending for Toronto has been surprising. Ilya Samsonov, Matt Murray, not guys that are seen as supreme talents in the net, but they have been playing pretty well behind this, you know, Toronto Maple Leaf forward and defensive core. So I think that's one to look out for. I think that there is cracks when it comes to the Toronto Maple Leaf armor, and if we can get one or two uh, early on, get a lead, I think we can really blow this thing open. I I hope so, and I do agree. All right, let's not talk about our final game to preview, this being on Wednesday, December 21st, that being against the Detroit Red Wings. Now, the Red Wings haven't been as hot as the likes of Tampa and Toronto when you look at their last 10. However, the last time we faced them, they did get the better of us. Sorry, my app's going just incredibly slow, so I don't know why. That was really weird. But, yeah, that they did, and it was it was a very kind of like shocking game, for lack of a better term. I really don't know how we didn't come out with a win. But sure enough, we didn't. Uh, the Wings are really struggling these last five games, 0-5. The scoring's just not there, and it's just it's really going as poor as it can for them. And this should be a pretty good opportunity to capitalize on a struggling team. Philly Hoos was still having a strong year. He's played great for the Red Wings. I would assume that's who we're going to get as well. But the team in front of him has been doing so poor. Hopefully Vassie's on his game. Maybe he can get his first shutout here. He's still, still missing it. That's got to come at some point. Uh, you know, this could be a potential good opportunity to do that with how the team is playing. I you know, I would have to expect it to win. I can't imagine that we're going to drop two in a row to the wings, especially with how we've been playing these last few games. Yeah, I'm very hopeful that Vasilevsky can be on the top of his game and potentially get that one in the, the SO category because when you look at their last five games over at Detroit, their leading point scorer, David Perron, with two points. Two points in five games is abysmal, especially if it's your leading score in two yeah, in five games. It's, bad. It, it's it's really bad. 
All right, we're going to go to a quick commercial break, but on the other side of the commercial break, going to be talking some news around the league and talk about a crazy stat about Austin Matthews and Alex Ovechkin. Be right back. Hockey fans, light the lamp this winter with the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NHL team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. If that wasn't enough excitement, you can turn small bets into bigger payouts with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot at an even bigger payout. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at the DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Shout out to our friends over at DraftKings. Thanks so much for sponsoring the show. If you have any sports betting needs, make sure to head over to the DraftKings Sportsbook. All right, Chase, I added this next one in. I don't know if you saw it, but Clint Costin goes after Jim Matheson, the Edmonton Oilers reporter. Uh, It's fun to see when, uh, you know, Jim Matheson has a history of maybe not being on the best side of the players and the fans. Clint Costin let him know. And it was quite hysterical. Yeah, it's pretty funny when players call it the media because I, I think the media, you know, a lot, a lot of people do a really good job. They do the best they can. But when, when you're talking to players, you know, every day, there's not always things to talk about. You know, you talk about the game, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But things aren't always super different. You know, you, things happen, things different happen in hockey games all the time. But at the end of the day, it's still the same game. So, it's it's not always easy to ask the same questions and you know ha- have the same type of answers. So some reporters out there, they're not they're not as kind. They're not as just you know just like simple inqu- like inquisitive questions. They 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 go to roasting players. They go to calling out players. All this type of stuff. Um, and Clint Costin was just very upset at, at some of the, some of the pieces that Joe uh, Matheson had been writing and <laughs> rightly so called him out. It, it was pretty funny. I, I have no problem with players saying that because at the end of the day, these guys are the ones. That are yeah, they're getting paid millions of dollars, but they're under the spotlight. They're under the scrutiny. Um, they're they're hearing it from other people, so they they should be able to have a right to have their opinion. And Jim Matheson, if you're unaware, is the reporter that kind of got into it with Leon Drysidle earlier in the 2022 calendar year. Uh, he was the what do you say? Why are you so snarky or something like that? Yeah, yeah, something along the lines of that. So. Yeah, Clem Costin, the new Edmonton Oiler, giving it back to Jim Matheson. Love to see it. All right, let's not talk about the NHL as they're considering more games. Yeah, the, the NHL, they're currently considering an 84-game regular season. Um, to create more regional rivalry matchups is, is what they say. If you don't remember, they've done 84 games in the past. 82 has been a good standard for a, a long time, but they, did have, they, you know, they have done 84, so it's nothing new. And nowadays with new teams and more teams, it kind of makes sense. And when you have 32 teams in, it helps you kind of get more games in. Uh, you still get to play those those one one home, one away for the cross-conference teams. And then it kind of gives you two extra games to play more division rivals, You because know, sometimes you're only playing a team three times a year. So if you can play the team four times a year instead, it, it, it's better. And I don't think this would be you know, something crucially like killing where um, all these two extra games are going to beat the hell out of your body because – you know, there's a lot of hockey going on during the season anyway. I can't imagine that would be be the case, so I'm all for it. 
Yeah, I got to say, I like the look of 82 games better than 84. Just the number 82 looks so much better. But that being said, with the addition of two new teams over the last, what, five, six years in Vegas and Seattle, I think it makes a lot of sense. Just add two more. It doesn't do a ton when it comes to the fatigue, like Chase was mentioning, but being able to get in those extra two for the in-division play is something that could be pretty cool. For sure. All right, Jason Demers, he signs with the Oilers. Why do you why do you add on such a high note? What do you mean? I don't get it. <laughs> the Oilers, I hate when you do that, so I think you're going to have more to say. But, <laughs> yes, he did sign with the Oilers. Um, the one-year two-way contract is immediately placed on on waivers to go down to the um, go down to the American League because he's going to report to Bakersfield. It it wasn't you know it, it's not that surprising like he's an older guy. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, geez, older player hasn't really played much since the preseason. I think he had a tryout with somebody, um, but has just been kind of doing nothing. So this contract it'll it'll let him get you know kind of get back get get the feet kind of ba- you know his feet kind of back under him. Maybe come back up later in the year, come back up for a playoff push and just be a nice steady stable presence in the back end. Yeah, I mean, a cheap move that doesn't really, I think, affect the Oilers in a negative way uh, any way it goes. So, nice there for them. And for we sure. T- and we talk about Jacob Vrana getting reinstated. Yeah, and this is really, really good to see because Jacob Vrana, if you don't remember, he um, entered the NHLPA substance abuse program. Um, and so, it was going through something, whether it be substance abuse, mental health, um, don't really know for sure was going through some things that he needs some time away and he's been reinstated. He's been skating with the team should, you know, should be getting back to full time game action soon. And it's, it's good to see, you know, love, love seeing people get the help that they need and being able to move on. Yeah. Jacob Rana is a fantastic story to root for with people going through tough things. I mean, everyone goes through tough things, but being able to put aside the game and go get that help that he so desperately needed um, and now being able to come back and make a strong return is such a cool story. And, you know, mental health's a, a real thing you got to pay attention to. So if anyone's Absolutely. struggling out there, make sure to, you know, talk to family, friends, and get the help that you need. All 100%. right. Let's now talk about, uh, well, Chase, I'll let you lead this one off because you're fun fact of the day type of guy. So go ahead. Yeah. So here's a very fun stat for you. And since the 16-17 season, here is the goal leader for the NHL. It's actually a two-way tie between Austin Matthews and Alexander Ovechkin sitting at 275. So if you do not remember or do not know, the 16-17 season was Austin Matthews' first year in the league. So from that point till now, those two are tied for most goals for in the league. And here, here's what's really cool, fun, and crazy to me. You've got one player who, since stepping in as a rookie, has been a dominant goal scorer. You put you know put up a ton of just lit up the statue as a rookie and is, is really no different now just continuing to get better and better as the years go on, and then Alexander Ovechkin, an aging player, you know the best goal scorer to ever do it. Hopefully the stats can prove that here sooner than later, but the best just pure goal scorer to ever do it um, is just still going strong. Never really slowed down much in that span. His defensive play got better while still being able to be a dominant goal scorer. It's it's really been cool to see. So the fact that there's two guys on such opposite ends of the spectrum in terms of their playing careers are both just firing at this rate. It's kind of cool. Yeah, and you talked about it earlier on in the show that Austin Matthews currently the best American player and very well could be the best of all time already. I mean, with him scoring at this rate, 
the same rate as Alex Ovechkin, the best goal scorer of all time, I mean, it, it bodes well. It really does. Yeah, it does. I, I loved, I'd love to see. I'm really excited to see what you know the rest of his career is going to bring. The NHL's back to kind of more scoring, like like it was back in the 80s. Not to that extent, but the scoring is higher. The goaltending is better than it was in the 80s, but still maybe worse than it was even 10, 15 years ago. And we're, we're, we're seeing some more guys kind of put the puck in the net a bit more. We're seeing higher scoring. We're also just seeing more talent in the game, too, so that helps. But I think Austin Matthews has a legitimate shot to do some real damage, you know, be one of those top 10, top five goal scorers potentially in their career. And I'm not sure if you have who would be in second, or I guess technically third with them being tied in first. But I don't. I, I would have to guess, and you can you can guesstimate with me, I'd have to guess the next person's probably at least 30, 40 down. Yeah, I'd say it's probably fair. My, my guess would be it's Connor McDavid, and I would have to say it's it's at least like 30 for sure. Yeah, these guys have been playing unreal for quite a while. It's just incredible. All right, hockey name of the day now. We have Dalen Smallchild. Yes, sir. Mr. Dalen Smallchild is a 1997-born uh, defenseman. That, that's the position he plays. I didn't know what to call him for a second. Great but year, yeah. by the way. Great year. It, yeah, it, it's an okay year. July 22nd, 1997. He's from Duck Lake, Saskatchewan. Um, he, you know, he is a he is, is a First Nations native of Canada. Growing up, played AAA hockey. Played a little bit in the SJHL, the MJHL, two very solid um, junior leagues. Spent some time in Germany playing um, in some lower level pro leagues there. Then came over and went bed, came back to um, Canada, excuse me, played, played in a local like senior league this year. It's played eight games in one of the lower level finish leagues, three assists through those eight games, but he has headed back to Canada playing in the BSHL. Um, he, he's not played any games yet, but in, you know, the big six hockey league, which is just, it's a local league kind of in, in that area, like uh, where he lives. So, well, you know, we'll see what he does there. Maybe um, just kind of a cool name. Not someone that I'm going to expect much, you know, many people to know, many people to remember, many people to see on the international scene. Do you have his height and weight? Yeah, he's six foot and let me pull it up. I, I don't, I don't remember the weight. Um, six foot, 181. Okay. So no longer a small child. Maybe, no, an, no, maybe, he's not. Maybe an average, you know. Yeah, no, he's, he's no like five, three, 112 pounds. Right. I was kind of hoping, I can't lie, I was kind of hoping for the Zdeno Chara build. Just 6'9", 260 pounds. <laughs> yeah, just, mm, that name feels like Cap. That, that that would be pretty good, not going to lie. All right, well, that's going to do it for the show. I want to thank you so much for coming out and giving it a listen. Next episode, we are doing our World Junior Preview, so stay tuned for that. But for now, Chase, if you could, hit him with an outro. As always, I'd like to thank you guys for listening. You can support us on Patreon if you want to follow us on Twitter at hockey or geez at Bolts Broadcast first. Follow us first at Bolts Broadcast. If you want to follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter, you can follow them at HockeyPodNet. That's at HockeyPodNet. And while you're at it, go follow WNP on Twitter at WNP Sports Pod. That's WNP Sports Pod. Make sure to go to HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. You can find all the podcasts in the network right there. Boom! Click the logo. That's an easy peasy lemon squeezy. Wherever you're listening, raise five stars. Send us your questions, comments, concerns. Whatever you do, don't forget to use code THPN when you sign for DraftKings. Thanks so much for stopping by. We'll talk to you next time.